Hello, today you're listening to Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell by First Main in collaboration with Such India Foundation. I am Sankal, your host for the series. And in today's episode, we have Malaika Kamath with us. Hi, Malaika. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Uh, so, uh, for Malaika Kamath, she's 22 with a degree in psychology, a self-taught artist and an entrepreneur, born and brought up in Goa. Um, she runs an organization called Alokic Goa. And uh, Malaika, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about the organization? Uh, so basically, I'm an artist. I'm a self-taught artist. And I sell my art through my brand, Alokic Goa. Mm-hmm. I've been making art for the last five years. And I... Yeah. I started selling online also around four years ago. Aloka Goa is basically my way of putting my art out there and showing people that art jewelry can be different and it can be made with sustainable materials. That's mainly my focus area. I work with sea glass. I work with uh, reclaimed copper. I do a lot of things. I I work with electronics as well, like electronics Mm -hmm. that when you go to a landfill, I make jewelry out of them. That sounds fantastic. So... So how how did this this really start? How did you so let's say you know you're young, you have a certain interest in being artistic, but where did the love for sustainability come, and how did both of these things really come together? Um, the love for sustainability also came at around eighteen. Um, I yeah. started exploring being a vegetarian, and then I was a vegan as well. Yeah. And from that, a lot of knowledge came to me about how we impact our environment, and even when mm-hmm. I was I, I'm still a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan anymore due to like health issues. Yeah. But a lot of that came to me about how we have an impact on our environment. And I've grown up near the beach my entire life. And yeah. I have been like a beach bum. And the amount of trash that is on Goa's beaches just makes me so sad. And mm-hmm. because of that, I started picking up things that I would find on the beach and kind of trying to make something out of them so that they wouldn't just be trash anymore. And yeah. all of the items that I use in my jewelry, like all of the sustainable part of it is all found yeah. by me. Like I don't, um, I don't buy the things. I look for sea glass. Sea glass is my favorite material by far. Uh, do you want a little information on what that is? Absolutely. I'd love to know. I have no idea. Okay. So basically every time a piece of glass that's trash that goes into the ocean. So it's like shipwrecks or even like beer bottles. Yeah. Um, the ocean does this really cool thing where the waves and the sand, they kind of What's the correct word? I'm sorry. Okay, so the waves in the sand, they give the glass a sheen. They give it like a very rough sheen. And then whatever light passes through it, it glows like a gemstone. So it's really pretty. And by picking this up from the beach, you're basically cleaning the beach because this is trash. But it's beautiful trash. (laughs) So that's That's what I make rings out of. And I make jewelry out of it. And also the beach glass, it comes in all kinds of different colors. Majority of the glass I find is green, thanks to Kingfisher beer bottles. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that is so but, cool. Yeah. That is so cool. This is not something that was that I was familiar with, but it's it's so interesting. So you know, this leads me to another question that I have for you. And you know, me being from the sustainability space and with some experience in it, this is a question that you know I often love to get perspectives on. Yeah, sure. So, the thing is, in India specifically, many a times people talk about how, you know, um, people working on sustainability or climate change or the non-profit sector, for example, often only advocate for it and talk about it. 
And when you do that, people say, you know, you're only talking about it, but not really doing anything in the field. And at the same time, when organizations actually end up doing work, it's criticized because you're not really changing mindsets, you're just doing the job. So let's, you know, what is more important? Um, because I have seen uh, some brilliant organizations that I know, like this brilliant guy called Alf Rose in Mumbai, who cleans beaches every day, does, does tons of things. But is it more important to clean beaches or change mindsets? Not exactly in that context. What is more important to you, advocacy or actually on-ground work? Um, I've actually done beach cleaning with Afroz. He yeah. was at my um, graduation ceremony. He was the chief guest. And the day before yeah. my graduation ceremony, my college organized a beach cleaning with him. So yeah. I'm aware of his organization and I've actually met him. Yeah. And I honestly feel like what he does is the way to go. I feel like actually being on ground and doing things is more important. But then again, that if without policy, not much can actually really change because how yeah. much can like 20, 30 people do? Because when policy changes, you're making change that is going to affect thousands of people. So mm -hmm. I think it has to be a bit of both. But as a person, yeah. since I don't have any say in policy change, what I try yeah. to do is I try to make my jewelry more sustainable. I try to talk more on my Instagram about how people can be sustainable. And all of the seashells I use, I collect myself, but there is yeah. a seashell trade that happens, which is not very ethical. So I yeah. talk about it, even though that people find, you know, it's not very interesting for somebody who's trying to buy jewelry made from seashells yeah. about how this is not entirely ethical when people, you know, harvest seashells and things like that. But I don't mind that, you know, maybe it might annoy a customer that, you know, cheaper jewelry that they're going to buy is not going to be from ethical sources. And people, I've realized, don't really care much yeah. about if something is ethical as long as it's pretty. Yeah. So with what I do, I try to sort of mix the two. So I give you something that's ethical and it's also very aesthetic and very beautiful. And I, I find it... That that is easier for me to market to people. I love it. That, that, that's so important because, you know, many a times, even I received this question at platforms. Like, so I was doing a conference recently in the US and someone asked me, you know, with Donald Trump, how do we make change? Because he's hindering the policies and all of that. It's so important what you said that you need to work as an individual with whatever you can do first before questioning anyone else. So do whatever you can, use your social media to promote something you believe in and work in whatever way you can as an individual to go ahead and do anything in the field of what you believe in. So great advice there. <laughs> Thank you. And it's sort of something that I've lived as well because I don't have any background in art. My parents are journalists. I yeah. don't I didn't really know what I was doing at first as well because when I started selling jewelry, it was a very like, okay, you know, I have this tiny hobby and I'm going to just make some money out of it at pop-ups. And now uh -huh. it's basically my career. Like this is what I do professionally. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's been difficult because for in the beginning, nobody really took me seriously. Like I yeah. still, I, I also think it was because I was really young because, you know, I was like yeah. an 18 year old and yeah. everybody was like, what is this kid doing? Yeah. But I kept at it and I have been persistent and now I'm 22 and I feel like I'm, I am being taken more seriously. And just last week, I got an endorsement from Priyanka Chopra on her wow. Instagram stories. And after that, I feel like a lot of my peers also started taking me seriously. <laughs> that is so cool and so relatable. It's episode three and this is one point that has been consistent in every single episode. Young entrepreneurs, young people trying to create change, not being taken seriously. In the previous episode, I spoke about 
my own story where i was not taken seriously for being a 16 year old public speaker and uh, how you know i went around it and how i'm being taken more seriously now but it's the most important thing that you said and we also discussed in our previous two episode episodes was the importance of being consistent and persistent and that is so so important so as we move further let's do something fun we have something called the yes or no session it's like an ice breaking session for the audience to get a little more understanding of you and your perspective and what you can do in this i think i have about five statements and you can answer only with a yes or a no Does that okay cool good? yes all right so the first statement young entrepreneurs are all dropouts not true all right having a brand of your own means you have no personal life ah uh, this is a bit undecided <laughs> can i do 50 50 because okay. work got take over most of my life it's true <laughs> yeah the only reason youngsters have a brand is because they want money i think everybody who does any kind of business wants money so facts i mean that is how capitalism works facts facts jewelry is only for women that's the last no one. no not at all all right fantastic i think that went well we have like two indecisive answers i would say and one or two yeses and one no well that was great so as we move on i want to talk a little bit more about you you know your um, challenges more focused you know away from the field of sustainability and now we're focusing solely on entrepreneurship and being a young entrepreneur uh, tell me one of the biggest challenges that you faced or any personal story or anecdote that you would have um that you faced and how you really overcame that challenge i feel like my biggest challenge was managing college along with my business yeah. because yeah. it got difficult not in the way of you know classes coming in the way because i was very studious as still am yeah. but in the way of college not really recognizing my work as real work and i, I got a lot of like you, i i can't relate with you enough with literally everything that you're saying <laughs> everything you're saying is a been there done that situation for me exactly everything that you're saying so when i wanted to um do my internship with an artist i got a couple mm-hmm. of like raised eyebrows because i and then i sort of psychology is so diverse i was like art psychology and then they were like yeah. okay fine maybe and then when i wanted to do um a course with like another entrepreneur i was like consumer psychology <laughs> <And> <laughs> So that's how I overcame that but it was and then I even took like an entrepreneurship class in college mm-hmm. and I'm so sorry but that class was absolutely horrendous yeah. it taught me it taught me some zero of like absolutely nothing and it mm-hmm. kind of my mom wants me to like study entrepreneurship further and she wants me to like get my MBA and stuff but mm-hmm. I I've become really hesitant about it because I feel yeah. like actually doing my own thing taught me so much more then i could mm-hmm. have actually just done in theory in a classroom yeah and so just i think that also like had an effect of just realizing that the way that business is taught to you in a class and the way that they talk about you know doing market forecasting and things like that with mm-hmm. an artistic stream and with like an art based business none of those things work <laughs> like yeah. absolutely none of those things work because with my product there isn't anybody else who makes something similar so there's no way for me to even do like a price analysis right right so, so that, a lot of like these sense. og business things don't really work anymore i guess even with the way that social media marketing works like they don't teach that to you in classrooms yeah 
I, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I still remember I, I found uh, my passion for doing something in the field of business, not sure what, in I think the 10th or 11th grade. And I took up um, commerce in school back in Bangalore. And the first thing they taught me in this subject called business studies was the importance of a firm handshake. And I cannot tell you oh enough <laughs> how that is something that you do not need to teach at all and there are so many more important things that can be taught and even with accounts you know basic things uh, when you're studying finance basic things like probably how to create a bank account deposit a check these things file your taxes that's not taught and i it's couldn't agree bad. more you know i can again relate with you on the fact that the entrepreneurship class you had was probably not the best to take and i also feel like because i'm an artist i don't come from like a business background i've never like yeah. i didn't even do commerce stream i took arts all the way mm-hmm. and i did have a lot of difficulty in managing my finances like i would be yeah. lying if i said i wasn't yeah. because accounts are, accounts don't come naturally to me i'm terrible with numbers if i don't even know my multiplication tables properly like <laughs> 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 yeah i can i can understand that and relate to that too i mean accounts so, still isn't the best thing for me either but it it took a lot of like persistence like i would write down every single expense i still write everything down i still can't figure out how excel sheets work exactly but yeah so being an art student i'm sure that there are a lot of things that i would have sort of shortened my learning curve if there were yeah. classes that could have taught that to me yeah because I, I, when I, I you agree. are self taught your learning curve is really long because you're doing true. a lot of trial and error along the way true true I agree and and similarly with me you know I I was actually recently speaking to a local entrepreneur here in the states and she really um, she's on the board of you know growing entrepreneurship in the state of Indiana and all of that and she's again like you and I not very great with numbers and finance and accounting and focuses more on her brand you know because that's what she builds she's not great at finances but great at what she does and so one of the key pieces of advice that she had was whatever piece of paper comes to your table you know it could be anything if it's going to your finance department if you're you know slowly starting to grow your organization if it's going to your finance department no matter what it is whatever piece of paper comes to the office or comes to your table just glance through it and read through it and that has a lasting effect in improving yourself as an individual and what you know about growing the company that makes a lot of sense because keeping bills has been something that i'm not great at but what i started doing was i just started taking photos of all of my bills and putting them into a google drive because not a lot of paper comes to my table but a lot of like digital format things so i just sort of take screenshots of everything absolutely everything and just put it all into a google drive and then when i feel like it at the end of the month i'll like put it all together love it so now i want to ask you something something a little different so for all the young entrepreneurs that are listening and are in the field of art or creating any kind of art not just jewelry uh, what are two or three of the most important things that you had to adopt maybe business strategies maybe social media marketing what are two or three things that you did that really helped your brand go from you know a new upcoming brand to a little more uh, known and valuable brand um i think my best strength apart from like my creativity and being able to like conceptualize things is customer service 
because yeah. I have like a very personal relationship with every single one of my customers. If anyone has ever bought something from me, we've had mm-hmm. a conversation and yeah. I've made so many friends from that. And I've realized that like when things have happened, like good things have happened. And, you know, whenever I've gotten more endorsements, I've always had people who have actually come and said, you know, nice things to me or just told me that they're proud of me. And just my entire community as an artist really means something. It might not mean so much in any other field, but because yeah. art means things to people, it makes people feel something. That's what art is supposed to do. I yeah. feel like as an upcoming artist, it's really important for people to have I don't have great people skills. I'm an introvert, but every single message I get, I respond to it. People who are, you know, if they had want something that had some kind of sentimental value to them, and then they'll remember me because they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I spoke to Malaika. And a lot of my branding isn't, when I was younger, I was really embarrassed that I was just one kid, like sitting in my bedroom and making jewelry. So on Instagram, I would try to look like a brand brand, you know, like I wouldn't sort of show myself or even Mm -hmm. just talk about like, just, you know, daily personal things. I would just sort of keep it, you know, like very professional. And then I realized as I got older that there was really no shame in it. And the fact that I'm one person handling everything is kind of exceptional. And then I started getting a bit more personal on my Instagram where, you know, I would show people behind the scenes and I would talk to people about who I was and why I was doing this and how I am still working out of my bedroom and I still don't have, you know, a studio, which hopefully I will have one soon. But yeah. I realized that that is also really important for upcoming artists. So the first thing would be to like have really great customer care. And the second thing would be to be authentic with who you are. And because people relate to that authenticity, like people can relate to me as a person more now that they, you know, know that it's just not a local girl. It's Malaika who makes a local girl. Yeah, that's that's such such good advice. I mean, I, I completely understand that. I understand how making things personal with your customers is really important but you know coming from a different field i have another question for you um that you know is my personal query you could say what do you do as your brand grows you know right now um let's say you collect each piece that you find on the beach you help um, you know you really create it and try and have a personal sort of connect with all your customers but what do you do when you're hundred thousand customers big so I follow a lot of artists who are yeah. abroad, who have yeah. businesses like mine and who are just one person doing everything. And I realized mm-hmm. what I like about Alokic is the fact that it's not mass produced. And it's yeah. the fact that I get to enjoy making things. Like that is what really makes me happy. I enjoy making things. I don't enjoy right. delegating tasks. and I don't enjoy right. um, telling people to make me something. That's not really what I like. So mm-hmm. what I have decided is that against basically everything that every entrepreneur is told is that, you know, I have to mass produce and I have to get bigger. I want to make high quality, like really high quality limited pieces. I want to make, you know, heirloom pieces. I want to make pieces that people pass down to their kids. And even if it is a, if it is a hundred thousand followers and it's a lot of people, I don't mind that. I still want to have that personal touch on every item I make because at the end of the day, I'm an artist. I'm yeah. not a business person. And mm-hmm. if I can't handle it, then I'll just raise my prices. <laughs> like, that's what all the big artists do. <laughs> that's such good advice because I've noticed this often that as, um, you know, art-based brands start to grow, the real artist, you know, goes away from his or her real passion of creating art and goes into 
leading business and telling people how to create the art and really leaving your authenticity away is what can really break a brand instead of really making it what you intend to make it so that's that's really good advice now as we move on we have another great um, fun session that we have it's called minute to win it and as the name suggests you have one minute and i'll have a couple of questions for you to be precise we have 10 questions and you have to answer either in one word or the smallest sentence that you can as fast as you can and i will ask the question as fast as i possibly can um and i am also going to literally have a stopwatch on so as soon as it's a minute i'm i'm going to stop sounds good yes cool all right fantastic so let's get this started what does alokik mean it means unique it's a konkani word konkani is the local language of goa it's my mother tongue what does being an entrepreneur mean to you being an artist who also likes selling the art that they make by themselves <laughs> fantastic what is the most unique material stone metal you have worked with to make jewelry sea glass at what point do you think you would feel professionally satisfied i don't know <laughs> I don't know what my feeling is. What was your first reaction when a celebrity like Priyanka Chopra posted a story tagging your brand on her Instagram? I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> How big of a role does science have to play in the work that you do? A lot. I love experimenting. Experimenting is a shit, so I would say science has a pretty big role. Yeah. And okay, last question. What would be an alternate career option you would have liked to explore? Uh, being a therapist, a psychologist, Fantastic. an art therapist, to be specific. Fantastic! That is so cool. I mean, such a different field as compared to you know what you get to generally see um, in India, and so so interesting. And so another thing that I have noticed bringing in back and you know coming back to what we were discussing is this shift in dimension, shift in a change in the United States where. a lot of investors are now focusing on brands that have a certain sustainable aspect to it in some way or have a you know a meaning to it something like what you do you know really each piece picked up from a certain um, you know beach of goa and really what brands are doing in the us now is having a note in it which explains who picked up the piece where it was from and how long it took to make the piece and the youth really focuses on such brands Do you see a certain trend like this and a love for brands less focused on the product but more focused on the story behind the product is coming towards these Definitely storytelling is a really big part of being a small business because yeah. when you're a small business you can't compete on price you mm-hmm. really can't compete on you know how many products you can put out there but what yeah. you can compete on is the fact that each piece you make has meaning and yeah. to give your customer that meaning you need to have a story I haven't really focused a lot on my branding if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I've focused more on our conceptualization because that's my forte. But more. more and more that I have been reading about storytelling as an artist and I have been doing tiny things like of course I add handwritten notes to like big yeah. orders because I I can't handle it for all of them. Yeah. But I definitely think that people like meaning. You know, I yeah. feel like life just in general is a search for meaning. and Absolutely. if you have small items that 
you know have come from someone you know that the person who made it was thinking just about you while making it i feel like yeah. that gives something a lot more value that you know money can't really give it absolutely i couldn't agree more and also the fact that each of your piece is in a way really unique with what was picked up from the beach and the fact that you made it and having that personalized note sometimes can really go an extremely long way in itself as a part of branding with the organization just by being authentic and really real you know thank you <laughs> so as as we as we conclude what would be like two or three i would say maybe three pieces of advice that you have for young entrepreneurs entrepreneurs in your field people that are not yet in the field but you know really planning on becoming young entrepreneurs and taking some risks in life what what are three key pieces of advice that you would have for them from your experiences um keep experimenting keep yeah. your pool of what you're taking as inspiration really big like try to have as much inspiration as you could possibly consume uh be authentic yeah be honest with what you are trying to make and be very um persistent i think persistency and consistency are pretty much key because a lot of people try to you know start things and then when it gets hard they just sort of decide that it's not worth the effort yeah and of course there've been a lot of times where i've just been like what am i doing let me just like deactivate this instagram page and forget it happened yeah <laughs> but i didn't do it yeah and that's what really counts in the end mhm i think i personally think that it's really 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 important to simply just be consistent and really not take i mean at the end of the day the last man standing is what matters and uh, even if you are if you personally think you are not very good at something simply by being consistent 10 years down the line or 15 years down the line you will probably you know have the potential of probably even being the market leader in your sector exactly so really really great piece of advice right there um, and as we finally conclude and come to the end of the show we want you to leave the listeners with one last line that you have for all the young entrepreneurs out there uh i think it would be don't listen to anybody's version of what your career has to look like love it that is that is so so nice i love that well thank you so much malaika for being with us today i hope you enjoyed this session i did it was it was really an experience <laughs> i think i think you did really well it was a lot of fun Um thanks to all the listeners for listening to us today stay tuned for the next episode this is Sankalp your host signing out <laughs>